Yo, in today's interview, I'm chatting with my mate from Bali, Brian Swan. Him and his partner are absolute beasts at creating brands and marketing online. So we go fully in deep on how to create a brand, how to develop yourself, how to brand yourself online in the right way, what you should be focusing on, and how like this conversation went a funny way. It was really, really, really cool though. But how to also raise a successful kid while being on the road. So his daughter, Hanley, is 12 years old. She's already generated six figures in her own company. So we talk about those things all the way to marketing and branding yourself. This one's really freaking epic. Grab no pads and pens. Let's get into it. Welcome to the Dreaming Out Loud family where young entrepreneurs come to get inspired, learn the tips, tricks, and attitude of what it takes to live their dream life. I'm your host, Morgan Nelson. Each week, I'm going to bring you the most epic guests to share their stories and wisdom to help you expand your mind of what's truly possible in your world. All right. So today's guest is an international speaker and the co-founder of the Unstoppable Branding and PR Agency. He's traveled the world for the last 12 years with his amazing wife and daughter, Rhonda and Hanalei. And now they spend their time living in Bali, surfing all the best breaks over there and just living their absolute best life. But what I love most about this guy is just how relaxed and how humble he is and just how much of a great father he is to Hanalei. So please help me welcome the guy who went from being a robotics engineer in the Silicon Valley to now the creator of The Perfect Day and the branding guru, my wizard friend, <laughs> Mr. Brian Swan. What's going on? Well, my man, I, uh, it's quarantine life. But first of all, thank you for the incredible introduction. And uh, it's glad to see you again here because we met in Bali. Uh, mm. Quarantine life, I have to say, if I'm going to spend any, any place in the world in this quarantine crazy coronavirus, Bali's the place. So I'm actually out uh, on uh, the Bukit Peninsula, Uluwatu, Bali. And uh, it's a blessing, man. It's a blessing. I'm, always, I'm very grateful. It's so incredible. Seeing, seeing your place there, it's like I've, I've definitely, I'm getting itchy feet. It's starting to get a little bit cold here in Australia. So I'm not sure when our travel restrictions are up, but when I think the first place I'm coming to, I'm coming back to Bali. We'll, we'll come back I over there. I highly recommend it, my man. <laughs> I love it. Awesome, Brian. Well, do you want to, um, just so listeners can kind of get a bit better understanding, where, where does it all start for you? You want to take us back? Like how did someone, a robotics engineer from America, just up and right. create this lifestyle traveling around the world? All right. Well, I'm going to, I'm going to rewind it till the day I was born. No, actually what I'm going to do is I'm going to, I'm going to share it because, uh, the, the, the story of how we started our travels and how it all came about is that we, um, we, uh, we lost everything in the 07, 08, uh, financial crisis back. Uh, and we went from millionaire status, right? Tons of like, bought like six different properties, golf course development, thinking that you know we're living the freaking american dream to to uh buying a burrito uh a five dollar burrito with your debit card and getting a 35 non-sufficient fund fees you know that was the, the the moment where you're like holy cow how did things go so good and so bad in such a quick period of time you know and it and it was at that time um uh i read the book the four hour work week and by tim ferris and that was back um, I read it in like 06, 07 and he was, he, there was a chapter in it to where he was, it was called the mini retirement. It was either mini retirement or semi-retirement. And he was talking about how, if you have something automated, you can go live anywhere in the world and having the income coming in 
And most of these places around the world, you can live for a fraction of the cost, like Bali. He didn't come to Bali, but it was like uh, he was staying in Eastern Europe, in South America. And I never was crazy was in 06, 07, I, I kind of just like didn't even think about that. Like, oh, yeah, 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 that's that's cool. Uh I was, I, I just quit our, my corporate job. My wife actually retired me from my corporate uh, job. I was a robotics engineer for, for 10 years. And my wife, she had a moment in her pharmaceutical uh, uh, day and she, that's a whole different story, but she, uh, she had a traumatic experience and she said she'd never put her daughter, our future children in daycare. And so she retired me. We're all good, but here's what what happened was that we were investing heavy in the real estate and pretty much like that was like anything you invested in like you were gonna make money right and then the crash happened and not only would the crash happen but we had we were connected with some bad people and we lost everything right it was devastating it was probably the worst year and a half of mental mind shift that i could possibly think of and then having a, a little baby girl born into this and it was like, where do we go from here? And it was interesting. I'm like, you know what? We have a big $1.7 million house up on the hill in San Diego. We got Escalade, two Mercedes, all this shit. But then the only thing I realized, like the only thing that, the, the thing that really made us happy was surfing and traveling and experiences. And it was from that book that I went to my wife and I went, well, we're, we're losing everything. I'm like, what if we just get rid of all of our shit? And she's like, are you crazy? And, and then it was another month past. I asked the same questions. And so here's the thing. Be persistent. I asked it another month later. And she was, she was like, no, you know, all this stuff, this is ours. This is all of our stuff. And then it was like another month later. And I, I, uh, I put a computer up in our bed. And this is, a, this is in June, I think, 3rd of 2008. And I, and I said, honey, I want you to listen to this. And I don't want you to shut the computer down until the whole thing is done. Are you, you promised me that? And she said, yeah. So I put the computer up. It was the chapter of Tim Ferriss of the mini retirement of getting rid of your shit and then, you know, and doing what you want. And I fell asleep. I woke up. And she wasn't there, so I went downstairs, go get water and see where she's at. And she's got her computer up, and it says, and she's like Googling Bali. And I was like, yeah, we're doing it. And so that's, uh, that's where it started at. That's the, that's the, the quick lose everything and uh, let's go do it. And we were, the, we were the first digital nomad family. There's like the word didn't exist when we started back in 2008. And I, and I remember that you we, last time we were talking about all this, you copped so much because Hanalei was just born, right? She was yeah. super, super young. And you guys, because you just got into the online world as well, which back yeah. then, yeah, would have been so foreign. But you guys copped so much people not understanding what you're doing, kind of like attacking you guys, right? Yeah. You know, it was, it was interesting when we made the decision. Uh, I mean, we just lost everything you know it filed bankruptcy it was like we it was so crazy on what was going on and it was like the developer he, he stole all the money out of the out of the houses so it wasn't us just you know we gave you know bad money to a bad person made some bad decisions uh and we're like you know what it's time to start over there's like what do we do next 
And um, when we made the announcement, we're like, I'm like, hey, we're going to go, you know, travel the world. We're going to go, you know, and here, let me share this with you. I think this is so important to go back. Um, we did receive a lot of flack. So I'm, I, I'll, I'll address that. When we made the announcement, people were like, how are, you know, why are you doing this? You're so selfish. Your little baby girl will have no friends. She'll be broken. She, uh, you know, it's like, you know, this is irresponsible. Like every single thing under the bus. And you know what it was? Like with us, we're like, yeah, but we can always make course correction. And it's a lot of people's fears projecting onto you, you know? And this is back when, like, if you got to think about it, this is like when, Facebook was just kind of coming out like, you know, and the social media and then you had the haters. We didn't even know what haters were back then. <laughs> like, wow, it's like, we we're having haters before we even knew what haters were. And, you know, it's like, you know, we're, we can make course correction. That's the thing about life. You, you know, you don't, you make decisions and you kind of, you know, figure out how the way you go. But we received a lot of flack definitely back then. And that's just the thing. You've, you've got you've to just stick true to what it is you've like, you set out to do, right? And, I think like there's always gonna be people that don't don't agree with you or don't see what you see, um, and and I love that being a course crack, being able to have the awareness: is this working? Is this not working? And without going to denial. Um, and on that on that note, um, just share for listeners: how yeah. did how has Hunley turned out? <laughs> well, uh, all right. So no, she's she's turned out all right. She and you know what? She's the most beautiful person inside and outside. Mm. The fact of her being. Uh, in third world countries and traveling um, ever since she was one year old and she came to Bali when she was two and she's been into like 50 some countries. She's got to experience eyes through her, you know, uh, experience the world through her eyes versus the textbook. And she's learned that she has to be very flexible because like when you're traveling around, especially like, like it was getting easier. Uh, but like back when we were starting, we were trying to start a, a, our business over we had a one-year-old in check. We're going through borders of third world countries. Internet sucked. It was chaos, absolutely chaos. But what we learned was that you had to be flexible. And then since then, you know, Hanalei, uh, you know, so we go to events and we have, and not only do we host our own events, but, you know, she's been to 100 entrepreneurial events. We, she's just part of our life. And now at the age of eight, we asked her the question. I think it was actually seven. We asked her a question. We have this on video too. Uh, we were living in Panama. We went up to Costa Rica and we asked my, Rhonda asked Hanalei, she goes, what do you want to be when you grow up? And she goes, I want to be a fashion designer. And Rhonda, my wife, she says, you know, you could be that now. And you saw this little twinkle in her eye going, really? Because we gave her permission. And she's like, huh? And my wife says, you could be the best fashion designer in the world. And she's like, really? And she goes, you know you could be that right now. So we asked her daughter, what do you want to be now versus what do you want to be when you grow up? And at the age of eight, she borrowed $20 from us. Uh, we were hosting an event. This was actually, um, I forgot where it was, but she, she – uh, she she got all these threads and needles and she started making these like puffy keychains and she took the twenty dollars and i think she made a couple hundred dollars by selling them to people that are at our event and then she reinvested that money and uh she started a eco-friendly fashion uh, uh company so by the age of 11 
she uh, she generated six figures, and now she's spoken in six different continents, and uh, she gets flown to, to go speak around the world. So, kind of cool. <laughs> it's extremely cool, and that like I I just love that because like, and I've met Hanley. Um, we've all hung out quite a few times over there in Bali, and it it is just when when you give someone the ability to learn that way instead of through a textbook instead of the way society conditions and yeah oh my god like she's 12 going on 30 that little woman <laughs> and it's yeah. just incredible to see what she's done um and so brian what how how does what what's the difference right so what's what's the difference in raising a kid right and we we had this conversation ages ago and it was so good how how did you guys look to like you know raising Hanalei differently to creating six figures by twelve, as opposed to say a normal parenting through society and um like like what's what's the difference there? It's obviously it's such a difference. It's a new level of like self development yeah. or a way to raise a child brings them up differently. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. You know we uh, and it's a good question. People ask us this all the time. Like how you know how did you raise her? Well, we were very conscious that we weren't going to raise her just, just an ordinary traditional way. Um, I went to it and it, this is interesting. I went to like my first personal development event and it was in 2005 and I was a robotics engineer. Like just like I'm, it was at a network marketing affiliate and it was all in personal development. And I'm just sitting in the back with my arms crossed, like, what what is this and this is before the movie the secret and and people were aware of like you know law of attraction yeah we had tony robbins but this wasn't mainstream like it is now and i had this guy the first guy that i saw on stage his name was michael Oje, and he had he wrote a book called the law of attraction and this, and this is before the movie the secret and i was just like what is this like hokey pokey law of attraction blah blah like you know, but then he was saying some things that just made sense. And he said, you know, one of the biggest things, he goes, how many people have children? We didn't, but we were planning on having children. And uh, he says, the biggest things that you can, one of the biggest things that you can do to make an impact in your children's life is take the words no, not, and don't out of your vocabulary. Now, you got to think about this. Like when you're growing up as kids, it's like, don't do that. No. And you're all you hear, and it's just it's programming, versus having a like on a leg. You're up high. There's consequences. And I'm talking about like you actually have to reprogram your whole vocabulary. And he's like, try it. Try to just re- remove these words out of your vocabulary and have it where kids can make decisions. Now this is, seems like like it's still hard for me today. But consciously, before Hanalei was born, we actually, you know, uh, we, we, we practice on each other. And we're like, oh, you're saying no, you're not, don't do that. And it's just like, and, mm-hmm. and it was just subtle things like that. Uh, read a book like, uh, so she also, you know, like I said, she grew up in entrepreneurial events and she went traveling around the world. So she got to be around people that were already, you know, these the, the way of thinking you know like like kind of like anything is possible and there's another book that was just a really big factor on this it's the celestine prophecy and speaking of like the gold coast and out in australia we actually got it uh we picked it up at a in nimden right out of byron bay and we were there 
and I picked up this book and it was like, huh, the Celestine Prophecy. And there's a chapter and it's these principles of, uh, you know, the, the, the storyline is great. And this is actually another tip I'm going to give for parents is listen to audiobooks in front of your kids and mm. like have it just around. I like listen to like hundreds of books, but it was this one chapter or this one chapter. And it was talking that the, the parent had like a four year old in the story. And somebody was asking a question like, what's your daughter's name? Well, why don't you ask her right there? She's right there. Oh, what does she like to do? Ask her. And the whole principle was it was she's a human being and she can make her own choices and decisions. And we at an early age from like the, from the time she was able to talk, we didn't answer for her. We allowed her to make decisions and talk. And what it does at that early of an age, it shows that we, uh, you know, we, we're, we're giving you permission to like make your own decisions. And, and it's like, they're actually human beings and it's so powerful. Like, so, you know, ever since she was born, that was the, the thing. We'd always just let her talk and it's like respect her as a human being, even when they're young, hmm. powerful things, man. So those, those things really just set it, you know, her off in a, just a total different way of parenting. And you're like, you know, even think, just think about this and like, what does your child want? You know, even like they're seven, eight years old. Oh, well, they don't like, you know, the onions on their thing when they're ordering food. It's like you let them make decisions at an early age because when they're able to make decisions at an early age, their decisions, be, be, you know, they're able to make them uh, way better. And like, you know, as the ages go on. So that's, yeah. that's so, and I'm just thinking back right now, it's in my business, right? like creating a leader or creating any kind of leader. It's about instead of telling somebody what to do, you need to have help them make that decision. Right. And then from then on there is making better decisions and being more empowered. So I love that. So instead of just kind of saying straight up, don't do this or no, that making that decision for them, you're more so having them think a different way where they have to create a decision. And now they're the, it's, it's really fascinating. And let them know that there's, there's consequences, you know? So, like, like when I use that example, like Hanalei is like, you're up high out there. I was like, just realize, you know, you fall, you're going to get, you know, you can get injured. Hey, mm-hmm. <laughs> instead of like, stop. Like, let's say they're at the pool. Stop running. You know, it's like, hey, it's slippery out here. You might fall. Just real like, and it's, mm-hmm. it's that thing. Cause like, I'm, and I'm not talking about like when they're running out in front of a, a car and you're like going, you're about ready to get it. I'm not saying about it. <laughs> then you say it, but like people are, you know, kids are going to, they're going to get, you know, they're going to fall by the pool. They're, they're going to get burned. They're going, they're going to have to realize that. But if you're like allowing them to actually make those decisions, man, they're just, they're, you're setting them up for success versus just, you know, being conformed. Negative programming. Yes. You know? Yeah. And then, and then, and especially like kids, um, you know, like how easy is it for them to just, you know, they're meaning making machines, you know, you might yell at them one day and be like, don't do this. Um, but coming from you as an adult, it's like you're just caring for them, but for them make up this meaning. And then there's like a little bit of trauma and it's like all this ongoing crazy shit. Right. I I'm so fascinated by this. Um, and I was reading a book ages ago. It's, it's the same with, with, with everything. Right. So the example he was giving was he's like, 
Um, and, and it's like how to actually just show up as a more likable and better person in conversation. So it's like, instead of talking about, cause it's how it lands in our subconscious. So it's like, let's say me and you catch up and you go, um, Oh, how, how's your day? And so instead, if I had a really shitty day, instead of me saying, Oh, today was so shit. Now you're like, you're left with this tasty amount of like, Oh my God, he's negative. But I can say the same thing to you. Instead of saying today was so shit, I'd say, Oh, today wasn't the best day. And now all you hear on your subconscious is the best day and the conversation is much lighter and the relationship is just so much like better. So that's the thing I consciously try to do all the time. He explained to it like, he's like, if I was a, a corner man in, in a boxing ring and I'm yelling out to my guy, I wouldn't say to him, um, I'd stop saying to him like, don't do that, don't do that. I would say, hey, watch that or watch that or try this. And it's more putting that decision making in, right? And it, it's so fascinating. Just the conversations. Yeah. Um, so you were talking about how you're the creator of your perfect day. What does that mean? Yeah. <coughs> That's not coronavirus. Uh, so <laughs> I'm glad uh, you're over there. <laughs> yeah. So uh, perfect day. So here's the back in 2005, 2006, my wife got involved on a, in a uh, personal development uh, company, right? And one of the, the first um, thing that they sold was a, I think it was like a 60-day personal development course. And the first exercise was called How to Create Your Perfect Day. And, you know, I didn't do anything. I was so scared. I remember when my wife, she was like, you should listen to this. You should, I'm like, oh, whatever. It's like, you can bring a horse to the water, but you can't make him drink. And I was like that horse that you couldn't make drink. But as Rhonda, my wife, she was becoming a better person. I could just see her like, wow, you know, certain things about her that like, 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 I, like there's so many different things. She was becoming like, you know, where we could get in arguments, let's say for a couple of days, they would be like ending quickly. And like, she's like her moods. And I'm like, wow, what's going on? And, uh, She's like, you should do this. But it wasn't until um, she started becoming successful. And I'm like, you know what? I'm going to do this personal development course. I was so scared to, to do it. And the first thing was it, writing out what your perfect day looked like. And I was nervous and didn't write anything for six months because I was feared, uh, fearing of like, what if my wife read it? And she felt, thought I was an idiot. What if my friends found out? And like, oh my, what would they think? And what if I wrote this out and it wasn't going to become true and I'm a liar and all these things. And I finally wrote this out and uh, the perfect day, what I wrote, it's, it's, it's not like four hours left and you're going to Vegas and with the boys and I got 24 hours and I'm going to, this is it. I'm talking about like, what is your ideal average day look like? Kind of like today. And you know, what is it going to be like in the morning? What kind of foods you need? What kind of people are you going to surround yourself with? Uh, what kind of activities? What is your business? What kind of things are you going to do for giving back? All these things. And it's like dreamscaping of what you want your life to actually look like. And I wrote that out uh, in 2006, August 30th, 2006. I actually have a screenshot of it. And that's it. And uh, it was one of the biggest impacts of my life. And so uh, one of my um, uh, business partners and friends, we we're like, you know what, let's give, let's, let's do a, uh, a video on this recreating it. So, you know, we just have some good piece of content. This is like about nine years ago. We created that. And, uh, 
man, it's helped thousands of people from this video. And, and, and it was from how you did it. And I, it was a 30 minute video, horrible, you know, our, uh, filming versus what we do now. But, but the impact is like changed so many people's lives. And now we're actually, uh, we're making perfect, how to create a perfect day 2.0 and, uh, going even deeper this time around. But it all started with that exercise of how to create your perfect day way back in 2006. That's cool. So it's kind of like an educational kind of self-development thingy that you plug into to start bridging the gap for where Absolutely. you are now to where you want to go. Absolutely. Yeah. I love Absolutely. It. And you know, I, th- I think, you know, a lot of people, um, you know, you, you see people are like, just let's say they're like, especially like right now, they, let's say they lost a job. I'm like, okay, I got to figure out something that I can do online. Where do I start? They're like, what tools do I got? And I'm like, start with this exercise. And they're like, what's this? Mm. I'm like, if you don't have it out, if you don't have it straight up here first, all this other shit I'm going to teach you is not going to work. You got to get it. You got to get it. Your, you know, your whole mindset, you know, it started first. And people think like, no, just show me how to make the money. Well, it starts right there. And so I like it is because it's kind of a kind of like the the easy starting point. And if somebody's not, and here's the thing, if somebody's not willing to actually do that then the conversation is done on me even helping them even further. It's like, can't even do step one, you know? Yes. I, that's so funny. Like that, that's actually the first, like when, when I onboard new business partners as well, um, that before they even talk to anyone, before they do anything, that's the exact same first thing as well. It's like, you want to get clear on what's your actual driving force? What do you want to create? What's your vision? What's your why? And, and right. Uh, is, so is that something that, is that something you put out for people to get, or is that something a part of programs you, how, how can someone get onto that i guess you know you can uh you can actually just go on youtube and say create your perfect day and you can see the video that's been up for like nine years and see all the comments and stuff otherwise oh. you can go to unstoppablesurfer.com or, or uh, unstoppablefamily.com and it's right there but uh if you want to see it old school on youtube there you go first just video go, ever just on YouTube. create your perfect day and you find <laughs> incredible so, and then, so how, how's it kind of led into what are you guys doing today then? Like you said, you, you travel around the world, you're running your own events. Now you've got your own PR agency, branding. You, you guys are kind of the, the go-to. Like when I think of like marketing and online presence, I think of you guys. So what, what is that? What are you guys kind of up to these days? Well, you know, it's like uh, we were in affiliate marketing for uh, about like eight, nine years. And then we made the switch of... Uh, you know, into the branding, it's just kind of like the, the something we always promoted and my wife was incredibly good at it. So, uh, she is a branding agency and the, and, uh, and the branding agency is, you know, it's not just a logo, but really creating, uh, your brand of who you are and why people will actually look for you. And I think this is a, another huge mistake. Um, cause there might be a, quite a few people that may be in like a MLM or a network marketing business here. And they, uh, the thing is, we became number one income earners in three different companies. And there's a reason why. One, we were able to create our own brand where people came to us. And then we had some type of offering. Two, we're able to deliver our team some of the most powerful things for them to succeed. So we helped our team grow. We didn't give it to them, but we gave them the tools. and. And that was kind of like what we always did. So the branding agency, like 
hey, it's powerful. And we were talking about uh, branding before branding was cool. Now, like if you look anywhere, like, oh, you got to create your brand. Dude, when we were talking about it, just like when we started our travels, people were like, well, you don't have to create your own brand. Just, you know, tell people, go to this gun link. It's like, dude, whatever. So that is where it was already in our DNA. And then uh, what we realized on the PR side of things, how do you really have people really take notice of you? Now, like for instance, I'm on your podcast, right? So people don't know who I am, but the people that love you, Morgan, they're going to take me and give me instant credibility because I'm on your show. There's a third party validation. And so what we realized over the, um, over, you know, it's like, like about three, four years ago, we're like, you know what? Uh, we should want to be in Forbes or entrepreneur. And it was the only reason we did it was to have it so we could, you know, ethically put it onto our website that as seen on entrepreneur as seen on Forbes and we didn't really know how to leverage it besides that's you know as seen on and us as marketers I always got to start thinking of what is the next thing and Rhonda and I were like last year we started digging deep and we're like man we can market and be able to have uh you know being able to leverage publications and it's instant like when you think of Forbes let me just ask you questions when you think of Forbes and you see somebody who's written up as a feature in there, is that instant credibility? Yeah, absolutely. It, you don't even have to think about it. It's like, it's not like you just saying somebody or somebody like, oh, well, it's obviously got to be, you know, pretty true. And uh, we started really digging in deep uh, this last year about PR and how to leverage that. And, um, you know, since we have a branding agency and the marketing we're connected you know directly with facebook and we can on a weekly basis be connecting with someone in, uh inside and they said during the coronavirus and they gave us a slide and they said right now how to actually thrive during the coronavirus and coming out uh, more on top is that you have to create a brand that is valuable to where people know like and trust you and you have to like really create that brand now. And the second thing they put was leverage PR and other uh, publications that can give you an authority figure of, like, for credibility. So it's kind of like another adding another layer on to what we're doing. Yeah. So what would be what would be the top like two or three things someone who's kind of just starting out in the branding world, starting to develop their own brand. What would be the top two or three things that they should be doing or focusing on? You kind of bleed it up, but what was the top one or two things they should be doing right now? Yeah. For someone who's just kind of getting into the whole branding world or just to kind of get starting started? out. Yeah. What would be the two, two or three things that they should be focusing on? Okay. This is a, this is a great question because uh, <clears throat> Russell Brunson from ClickFunnels, if you know who he is, he reached out to uh, 30 of the, what they say, two comma club award winners. That means you have to generate seven figures through a marketing funnel. And he asked this question for an upcoming book of his. <clears throat> he said, if you were to lose everything, didn't have an email list, didn't have any JV partners, people that you could rely on, and you had all the tools such as software, what would you do right now to rebuild your uh, business in the next 30 days? Well, it was an easy one for us because we lost everything in 07, 08, and this is exactly what we did. And one of the biggest things 
and especially right now, is to creating your brand, I would suggest going live every single day on Facebook. It's free and it's like, it's to me, I haven't seen anything else that can get you the most organic traffic. When I say organic, meaning you don't have to pay for it, anything out there in the world. And I, ever since coronavirus started, we go live every single day building our traffic up. We don't have to. You do this, you go, you go live to your personal page? Or I, a, a group? I, go, I go live to our business page. And here's, and okay. for people that are just starting out, you're going to want to do it to your personal, but to start with, but then start bringing people over to your business page. And this is something because, um, and I don't know how far you want to go down on the yeah. rabbit hole. Because that right down go, the rabbit hole. But it could go a long ways and it could get, but the, I'm going to keep it as easy as possible is that Facebook, they like to reward people and even Instagram, but I find it way more. There's a lot more buyers on Facebook and stuff. And then also these Facebook lives, they, they, they last, they don't just get taken down like on Instagram after 24 hours, but they're there. And um, like, for instance, we have like 77,000 uh, like followers on Facebook, but Facebook only shows the, uh, 5% of your followers, your live video. So people are like, well, I don't have a Facebook page, you know, business page. It doesn't matter. Facebook actually will reward you and people are commenting, engaging. Even if you have hardly any, they'll still send you traffic. And the greatest thing, this is when you want to get to advance, is you're starting to hold audiences. I've always said, and this is something you should always do, you build this. Well, and a list back in the day was an email list, right? And an email list, you give something for free in exchange for your email, and then you can, you know, keep them in contact. But now you can do this on Facebook. You can be able to create a list without even, uh, without even, you know, asking for emails. And you can start creating that easy, free. And the, the other thing behind this is that you start talking to your audience and you can, like, I go live every single day and I can see what, what works, what doesn't work, what sticks and what doesn't. And you can ask your people and you get real live feedback right away. And if something sucks, what's the worst case scenario? Delete it. But your first 50 videos are going to suck anyway. Okay? Mm -hmm. That's just what it is. So get over the hump, start doing it, and start putting yourself out there. That's number one. I, I can't think of anything else more than to do that. And, and then when you start going into the audiences, what I start doing, then I start retargeting all the people that created those that, that watch that video. I can show them marketing videos to them and keep on putting them through a little spider web. Well, what would you say is the biggest secret when it comes to crushing it online? I would say consistency. It's showing up when you don't want to show up and when you don't feel like it. That's a major thing. The one number one killer is when people, they can go for a run for, you know, uh, let's say going live for like two, three, four weeks, and then they're gun hole. It's just kind of the same thing with like your body, right? Working out. It's the same thing. So if you think about it in, as your body, you know, it's like you don't just work out for 30 days and you're good for the next 11 months. You got to consistently get your ass up out of bed and freaking do the work. And it's the same thing. Your audience if you're showing up, and there's a reason why we go live every day at 7.45, people were consistent. That's why they, they're like, oh, they're showing up. I'm going to show up for them. But if you're sporadic, man, 
and it's the people that that start and then they stop and then they're like oh it's not working you got to get your ass out of bed every day and do the work consistency mm. i love that that that's that's everything we talk about that like a ton it's like consistently but so that that compounding effect right so if you're gonna be good so if you're gonna be set your years ahead in 12 months or you know you're gonna be far 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 behind um brian what what is something around marketing around branding around online presence that i haven't asked you that i should ask you Hmm, interesting uh how does that work when you're going to jail no i'm just (laughs) how do you do it ethically no you know um here's the one thing that you you don't usually get this angle for like branding you got to do things that are uh alignment with your values and uh, align yourself. You know, <clears throat> I just remember back in the day when we we're getting started, people were about the money and the, uh, you know, having a picture with the car, the house, blah, 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 blah. That works. It's short term, you know, but the reason why we built a following over all these years is because we have values that people know they can trust and go to and when you have those values like for instance you know we're all about freedom family and fun fun that's what they know about unstoppable family and we're you know our family it's like our message has stayed the same and so consistency on your messaging because if you're freaking going out promoting some deal here this week and then you're doing this you're like "Who, who the hell are they People know that they can trust us and they're like, I get message. We get messages all the time. They're like, man, I've been following you for 10 years and I just want to reach out. And it's so have your values. A lot of times there's a lot of like silver shiny objects, but those are short term, you know, don't chase the money. That's incredible. Cause you, you see, you see, you see so many people these days. Yeah. Chasing 20 different rabbits. Yeah. Right? And it, it, you just lose, they just lose credibility. Like, you know, like people, people I, I, I can think of a, a bunch of people right now that I've followed for a while that I just kind of know through meeting them in Bali or whatever. And it's like every six, 12 months that they're, they're on a new thing, especially, yeah. you know, in, in network marketing, you see some people, they're at this company then they're at that company. And it's like, what the hell? You're on your third company. Why, why would anyone? Yeah, uh, that, that's huge. Like, I, I think people don't fully understand that like, you know, if you are in this branding world, that who you are being right now, like it's so easy to leave that mark on someone, you know, and people, they see you do some things and five years later, they still remember you for that. Like, and I truly think that the, the and there's people really like, I dived into the good conspiracies of all this Corona stuff right now as well, but I didn't publicize anything. Like, unless that's my branding, it's like, you know, there's so many things out there right now so many people have strong beliefs around certain things and i i'm out of that i'm staying out of that because it's like i don't want to be known for someone who try to take advantage of a situation or try to stir something or whatever right now you know and then that's going to ruin my branding reputation business in five years from now mm-hmm. right, so i think it's important to stay stay consistent yep I love it. Brian, where, where can everybody find you on social media? You tell me you've got a new, the unstoppable, um, podcast coming out soon as well. Yeah. The unstoppable surfer. Uh, you can see the shirt that I got here right here, yeah. but, um, 
our unstoppable family brand has been around for, you know, shit like over a decade. So anything unstoppable family, if you Google it, YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, unstoppable family, unstoppablefamily.com, everything's there. I love it. And when, when's the podcast coming out? My birthday this May 30th. So I'm, uh, I'm loading them up right now. And it's like, I mean, I had a, our podcast with Unstoppable Family, but it was kind of like kind of sporadic where now it's like, I'm really just niching it. And that's another, that's another thing, just niching it right into the Unstoppable Surfer, um, the whole lifestyle and, and, and uh, uh, interviewing legends in the industry. And, and, you know, that's the, essentially creating my perfect day because you can't there's one thing and this is one last tip i want to give you do something that you 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 don't have to think about like for instance when i started on softball surfer it's like i'm going to go surfing all the time i'm going to talk about surfing i'm going to it's like there's that's one of my highest values that nobody has to wake me up to get out of bed to like go do this it's like that's just part of something that i'm going to do no matter what and if you can actually you know, connect that in what you're doing, then, you know, you're never working a day in your life. Mm-hmm. I love it. All right, Brian, to wrap this up, I'm going to ask you <laughs> a last question. Are you ready? Yep. Go for it. <clears throat> if you were to go back to your 18 year old self and give yourself 30 seconds of advice, what would it be? You're never going to believe what the fuck is going to happen, but just roll with it. <laughs> now nah, it's, it's, it's the 30 seconds the advice it's like just trust trust the process everything happens for a reason and you know if i knew that like while you're going through the worst things or like you know some of the like if i was to give it some of the worst things in your life are actually going to be your biggest assets that's what i'm going to end it with thank you so much for listening Guys, if you know anyone else who is as passionate for life as they are successful, then please send them my way. I'd absolutely love to have them on the show. As Zig Ziglar says, if you help enough people get what they want in life, you'll have everything you want. So that's why each month I'm choosing one lucky person who has left a review to have a free private 30-minute coaching call with me. So guys, if you got some value or inspiration from this, it goes such a long way. If you can just take 10 seconds and leave a five-star review and you'll go in the draw to win the call. And if you could share this with a friend, I would be forever grateful. Until next time, guys, I've got your back. Go out and dream out loud.